sometimes when you are en route to experiencing what God has for your life, you will have to deal with misunderstandings with people who mean you no harm, but who inadvertently disrespect you or inadvertently cause you to feel bad. Hello and thanks for being with us for this edition of Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepherd. Wherever you are and however you may be listening, thanks again for making this part of your day. Well, sometimes our greatest conflicts with others aren't conflicts at all. They are misunderstandings based on misinformation, and they can cause us to resent someone who never meant to do us harm. Today, Pastor Paul takes us to the book of 1 Samuel to show us how to deal with personal conflict in a way that honors God. Stay with us now or stop by our new website, pastorpaul.net, to listen to any recent message on demand. Again, that's pastorpaul.net. Now, with this message, Kingdom First Living, here is Pastor Paul Shepherd. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 31. Jesus is speaking and says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We have been examining what it means to truly seek first the kingdom of God. The premise of this series has been that God is ready to release his blessings into the lives of his people. I believe in unprecedented ways, whether for some he is ready to release financial and material resources for some about to give you a promotion in your work or in your vocation for some giving us favor in key places in the world. There are all kinds of ways that God wants to bless us. But the question is, what will you do with the blessing? Because if we don't understand why God wants to bless us, we will abuse the blessing when it comes. And so we want to be kingdom first in our perspective because the promise is if you will seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, everything you need to fulfill his plan and purpose for your life will be given to you. And Psalm 37 says not only that, but if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so we're interested in being available to God to be used of him and in that process to receive everything he wants to equip us with that we might do his will, but we must prove ourselves kingdom first in our perspective. Now, most recently in our series, we've been looking at a case study from first Samuel chapter one. And if you have a Bible, go there as we take a look at what God was doing in preparing Hannah for a blessing he wanted to bring into her life. We have seen that in preparing her to get to the place of total surrender, God has allowed her to experience a few things. Number one, pockets of emptiness and frustration. And we said that sometimes when God is setting you up, you'll notice that in your life, there are these pockets of emptiness and frustration. We also saw that for some, there will be adversaries who antagonize us. God will use your enemies to get you kingdom first in your perspective. And most recently, we've been looking at a third point, which is confronting the enemy that's in a me. Because if the truth be told, not all of your trouble is coming from hell. 
Not only your trouble can you blame on the devil, but how many know sometimes when you're looking in the mirror, you're looking at one of your biggest problems. When you're looking in the mirror, you're looking at somebody who's got issues, somebody who's got things to work out and work through if they truly want to see God's best take place in their lives. And so we have been examining some of the things that we have to work through when we are really trying to get down to business with God. And in the same way that first Samuel one and 10 says, in bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Many of us have some weeping and praying to do as we look at the issues in our lives. What are some of those that we have talked about? Well, we talked about resentment toward God. Some of us, when it's all said and done, when you strip away the spiritual veneer and take away the big Bible, some of us are kind of mad at God have an attitude with God. And we talked about needing to work through that. Secondly, some of us are alienated toward others. Sometimes when you are waiting on God and upset that some of the things you desire from him are not coming to pass or some of your prayers aren't answered, sometimes you fail to recognize what God has given you. When you're so busy belly aching about what you don't have, you can ignore or disdain or disrespect what you do have. And so it is possible that Hannah could have alienated herself even from a loving husband if she had not been careful. And then in the last message in the series, I spent an entire message talking about a third possibility as you deal with the enemy that's enemy, and that is unforgiveness towards your enemies. And I spent an entire message talking about the damage that unforgiveness does in our hearts. A lot of us have got to understand that you can't get where God's taking you as long as you want to exact vengeance on your enemies. God will not put your enemies at your footstool until you have the grace not to step on them. And so you've got to get to a place where you are willing to release them into the hands of the Lord and let that be something that God handles while you position yourself to go on and see what God has for you. Now, let me pick it up at this point in the series. And I want to talk about another way that God was positioning Hannah to get ready for the blessing he wanted to introduce in her life. He positioned her forth by helping her deal with misunderstandings with well-intentioned people. Misunderstandings with well-intentioned people. What do I mean by that? Well, look with me at Hannah's situation here, beginning at verse 12. It says, as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Watch the next sentence now. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Sometimes when you are en route to experiencing what God has for your life, you will have to deal with misunderstandings with people who mean you no harm, but in their ignorance and in their presumption 
or in some cases in their insensitivity to the state of mind and heart you're in, you will run into people who inadvertently disrespect you or inadvertently cause you to feel bad. In this case, here is Hannah. Now get the context. She and her family have taken their annual pilgrimage to Shiloh where the sacrifice is to be offered. And she spends this time in the temple. The priest is sitting there. Eli is his name. And she goes into the house of God. And the Bible says we know that she's been weeping and she's been pouring out her heart before the Lord. And at this point, she is down to a whisper that cannot be heard if you are in the room. She is, in fact, her mouth is moving, the text says, but you can't hear what she is saying. Now, Eli looks over at her and Eli, the text says, thinks she is drunk. Why does he think that? Because in his world, from his perspective, that is the only reason why a person would be muttering to him or herself. She looks to him to be someone who is under the influence of wine. And you've seen folk have a conversation with themselves under the influence. You've seen those kinds of things. So Eli assumed that she was drunk. Now it says he thought she was drunk. Nothing wrong with what you think. What you think is what you think. But then he speaks up on the presumption that she is in fact drunk. What he could have done is said, uh, pardon me, but uh, have you had some wine today? That way he could have gotten some information. But what does he do? He looks at her. He thinks she is drunk. So he then assumes that what he thinks is so. Have you ever run into folk who look at you and based on what they think they see, they reach conclusions that are not so good. And they then begin to operate on those assumptions. They begin to talk to others about you based on their assumptions. I know people who have a degree in being presumptuous. They are so arrogant in their own mind until they don't have to have proof of anything just because they think it, it must be so. I'm a priest before it's over. There are some people who decide they know what is going on in your life based solely on what they think they perceive. And when you are one of those people, not you, but there's somebody on your row I'm talking to. When you are one of those people, you live in this world in a way that disrespects and dishonors the integrity of others because you set yourself up. When you are presumptuous, when you presume to know what people are doing and why they're doing it, what they're thinking and what's really in their hearts, sometimes I've known people who have presumed that they have a whole history of thoughts and ideas and concepts, none of which are substantiated by facts. But that doesn't prevent them from thinking it's so. 
And so when you are that kind of person, you are bound to go around this world disrespecting other people because you set yourself up in your own heart to be their prosecutor, to be the jury, and to be the judge. You're listening to Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. The second half of today's message comes your way next, so stay tuned. Remember, you can always listen to Destined for Victory wherever you go by downloading our free mobile app. You can order resources from our online store there or contact us for prayer. Search Destined for Victory in the App Store and download our free mobile app today. And don't forget to subscribe to the Destined for Victory podcast at Apple Podcast, at Spotify, or by going to our newly redesigned website, PastorPaul.net. PastorPaul.net. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's message, Kingdom First Living. When you don't look for facts, you set the case based on what you think. And because you're the jury, you buy the case that the prosecutor, who is you, set up. So I make the case about you. I take it to the jury, which is me. And is that person guilty? Yes. Then I take it to the judge, who is me. What's the sentence? They are not right. And Eli, bless his heart. Though a man of God, though anointed and appointed by God, gets into presumption. So he thinks she's drunk. No crime in thinking what you think. But there is a way to handle everything in the kingdom of God. And presumption has no place in the kingdom of God. I know folk who think they have the gift of the word of knowledge and all they have is fleshly presumption. And so what he could have done is handled it right. Go and do some fact finding and ask her, by any chance, have you had something to drink? If she had, there's an opportunity for him to minister to her or to admonish her as he goes on and does based on his presumption. But now at least he has facts by which he is operating. No, here's what he does. He thinks she's drunk and then he says to her, watch the way he talks to this precious woman of God. He says, How long will you keep on getting drunk? Not only are you drunk, but you are a regular drunk. In fact, last time you came up here, looked like to me you were drunk. How long will you keep on? He presumes that this is a pattern in this woman's life. How long will you continue to get drunk? And then he says, get rid of your wine. And I'm here to tell you, sometimes the enemy will try to trip you up and get you to lose your focus on going hard after God because you feel so offended and disrespected by some people who are well-intentioned but still wrong as they deal with you. And I'm here to tell somebody that you got to go so hard after God until you got to get to a place where you're not busy picking fights with other folk. 
I'm here to tell you that you need all the support and all the prayer that you can get. You can't afford to take the well-intentioned people in your life and begin to set them aside and break fellowship and relationship with them so that you end up being isolated and unto yourself. The enemy loves to isolate us because he knows when you're walking by yourself, you can get ambushed. Don't believe me? Read Ecclesiastes chapter 4. There's a verse in there that tells you when you are walking by yourself, you are prey for the enemy. But when you have a companion walking with you, the enemy has to think twice before he attacks you. He knows the power of agreement. He knows the power of unity. He knows the power of somebody having your back. And so what he does is he'll take the good intentions of people and he will take their fleshly tendency to reach premature conclusions. And the goal will be to cause you to be so offended until you begin to disfellowship all the folk in your life who God has brought into your life to be a blessing. I'm here to tell you that some of the people who are getting on your nerves, not all of them are your enemies. Some of them are people God has brought into your life, but you just have to learn how to navigate. You do have your enemy. She did have her Peninnas. Now, Penina was a show enough enemy. And you got to learn how to forgive your enemies and put them in the hands of the Lord. That's the last message. But now I'm talking about what do you do with the folk in your life who aren't enemies, who do mean you well, but they're still getting on your nerves. And the answer is you have to learn to navigate. How many know building good relationships is not easy? It's work. It takes work to build solid relationships. It takes work to work through those challenges and difficulties. It takes work to be big enough to work through some of these things. But some of us are so quick to be offended until your first tendency is to take flight and say, I don't need you. I'm already going through enough in my life. And now here you come calling somebody drunk. I don't need anybody in my life who can't support me and affirm me and build me up and make me feel special about myself. I don't need you bringing hell every time I look at you. And I'm here to tell you marriages are breaking up and churches are breaking up and fellowship groups are breaking up and prayer partnerships are breaking up over petty things where people are not mature enough to say, when it's all said and done, I need you. I need you. So let's work this out and work this through. I applaud Hannah because Hannah could have been like some of us would have been. Come on, let's be honest and take a look at this situation now. Now get the dynamics. She's already going through hell. She is experiencing this emptiness and frustration of wanting a child and God has closed her womb. Then she's dealing with an antagonist who lives in their home named Penina, who is getting pregnant every time she turn around. <laughs> Penina walk past Elkanah and get pregnant. <laughs> Come on, you know how you're feeling now. You're already empty and frustrated. Then there's somebody in your inner circle who look like they're getting blessed coming and going. 
See the psychological position she's in? And so she has got some things that she is dealing with. And now here is a well-intentioned man of God who she needs to go before God on her behalf. Remember, this is the old covenant. She can make her personal petition before the Lord, but she has no right to believe that on her own basis she can get a prayer through. She needs the support of those that God has raised up. And here is the very man whose support she needs being presumptuous and calling her a drunk, a regular drunk. Now, you know, if you're going through all of that and you show up at church and Pastor Paul looks at you and decides you are drunk or you're on drugs or there's something wrong with your Christian life. And instead of finding the facts, I get presumptuous, assume that I know what's going on. And I then come at you in an attack mode to tell you, well-intentioned, I'm trying to get you to live right now, but I am presuming that there's something wrong. You know what some of y'all would do. Pastor nothing. You don't care about a title at this point. I don't even care about a baby right now. I got something to deal with here. Now wait just one minute. Some of y'all, your hand would start bouncing around. Now wait just one minute. First of all, you don't know anything about me. I come up here once a year. You don't know anything about me. Sixty-four days a year, you don't even lay eyes on me. I come up here with my family being a devout person and come to the place where God is dwelling and where we are to sacrifice to the Lord. And I walk into a place where a man who called himself a man of God. You know, when folk are teeing off on you, you go from a statement to a question. Call yourself a man of God. And I come up here and of all the places in the world, look like to me when you come to the house of God, that's the one place where folk ought to know how to treat somebody. And here I come in this very place where I'm supposed, I expect it out there in the world. I expect people to mistreat me and disrespect me. But when I come up in here, the last thing I need you doing is talking about me without even knowing what you're talking about. Learning how to treat others with grace and mercy is one of the keys to taking our Christian lives to the next level. A kind word, a soft response. These things can often eliminate life's misunderstandings before they even get started. If you have unresolved conflict in your life today, if you'd like to resolve it but don't quite know how, our Destined for Victory ministry team would like to pray for you. Drop by our new and improved website, PastorPaul.net, and send us your prayer request using the contact feature at the top of the homepage. That's PastorPaul.net. Destined for Victory is only made possible through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. And today, when you send a generous gift to Destined for Victory, we'll gladly send you Pastor Paul Shepard's DVD message, When the Unexpected Happens, is our way of saying thanks. You know, life doesn't always go as planned. It comes with turns and shifts and its fair share of uncertainty. Well, this message will help you learn to be consistent in your faith, even when changes are happening all around you. 
That's When the Unexpected Happens on DVD or available as an on-demand streaming option. Please call 855-339-5500 or visit PastorPaul.net to make a safe and secure donation online. You can also mail your gift to Destin for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538. Now, I've come to tell you that there is a trend in today's church that has got to change. And we have decided that there are people who are disposable. And I'm here to tell you that when God is at work in your life, you can't go around throwing folk out of your life. You've got to learn to reconcile godly relationships. That's next time when Pastor Paul shares his message, Kingdom First Living. Until then, remember, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.